Open machine learning, how the world works. The undiscovered Star Trek, the undiscovered country. The Klingon moon Praxis exploded, caused by instability in the moon's core from overmining. The moon's explosion has left three fourths of it intact and the other fourth of the moon missing, without, uh, without missing and without the moon. The Klingons world's gravity constants have changed, forcing scenarios of possible extinction. The initial explosion caused a massive shockwave emanating out from Praxis and felt by the Federation science vessel captained by Sulu. Sulu reported the disaster to the Federation. The Federation Council becomes aware of the crisis. The Klingons immediately broadcast a message denying any disaster and insist on non-intervention and reinforce the Federation barrier not to violate treaties and enter in the neutral zone. The president of the Federation wants a peaceable solution. Ambassador Spock's relationship with the Klingon Chancellor increases in importance and the Federation needs an advocate for peace in the Klingon Empire. Spock's cowboy diplomacy plays a pivotal role necessary to maintaining peaceful relations with the Klingons. The fear of a military confrontation concerns the Federation Council. In order to improve the possibility of success, Spock volunteers Kirk to help in the peace mission. However, diplomatic relations are strained and some factions of the Federation prefer war. Kirk and other members of the original Enterprise join Spock in their historical meeting with the Klingon Chancellor. Upon meeting, the Enterprise members are not happy. Chekhov sums it up by saying, guess who's coming to dinner? At dinner, the Chancellor's comments are classic. Here are some of his quotes. Ours will be the most difficult journey. I see we have far to go. A toast to the undiscovered country. The passage seems to have reference to the classical Shakespeare line. However, the Klingon general insists Federation coexistence is <clears throat> too one-sided and the Klingon empire needs room to expand. Kirk responds that Hitler in the 19th century also insisted on the same demands. A plot is brewing, setting the stage for the assassination of the Klingon Chancellor. Two photon weapons discharged are recorded by the Enterprise computer. However, Scotty claims no weapons have been fired. Two Enterprise crew members board the disabled Klingon ship after gravity systems fell, wearing magnetic boots and assassinate the Chancellor. Kirk and McCoy attempt to save the dying Chancellor. However, the lack of understanding of Klingon anatomy severely limits McCoy from saving him. Prior to the Chancellor dying, he tells Kirk that he must not let the peace mission fail. Kirk and McCoy as sentenced and are sentenced and sent to Aurora Penta, the alien prison colony. Meanwhile, Spock has discovered the traitors after they killed themselves with a phaser discharge at close distance. Another assassination plot is unfolding involving high-ranking Federation officials, Klingons, and an exceptionally bright Vulcan 
an Romulan ambassador whose design is to kill the Federation president. <clears throat> Tragically, Spock must destroy an intimate relationship with one of his brightest Vulcan students to gain his valuable knowledge about the assassination attempt. Camp Kittimer becomes the new location and target for the plot. Spock becomes aware of the cloaked bird capable of firing photon missiles under cloak. Innovatively, Spock uses ionic emissions of the Klingon ship to hone in on it using a rigged photon missile assembled by McCoy. The Klingon dogs of war are no longer to be or not to be. The ending restores Kirk's faith and forgiveness for the loss of his son, David, and the faith of the Chancellor's daughter for the loss of her father. Okay, so what can we learn from this episode? It kind of reminds me of Chernobyl. When Chernobyl uh, exploded, the, there was uh, there's claims that the, the reactor was running at 110%. Uh, there were political reasons that were forcing the excess um, usage of power from that reactor in Chernobyl and it exploded and then it was downplayed of how bad it was. Another modern example would be um, Fukushima where the uh, after the earthquake and the tsunami hit destroying four reactors and causing... Um, one of the reactors to go to meltdown, which I believe it did melt down the core and it it burned through the bottom of the containment concrete. Um, there was a lot of of downplaying about how severe the accident was, and the the approaches for dealing with the um, radioactive water and containing of the structure and sending in uh, the, the Japanese to, to assess the crew, to assess the damage. These are all things in our modern day that um, we can liken to where there was a lot of disinformation and that disinformation um, was viewed as, as necessary to keep um, the, the the appearance that things were not as bad as they, they seemed, but they were very bad. And when the Navy ship came within range, it moved out 100 miles, indicating that there were, there were new, high neutron counts. And the Geiger counters that people had walking around indicated that there were hot areas. Now, I find it interesting also that we have in our modern day the Ukraine crisis where um, their their desire to enter into NATO was countered by the Russians. In the Federation Council, we have the Klingons who are asking for help, just like the Ukrainians were ask, are asking for help. And the way they receive help, there's groups that are are wanting to go to fight against the Russian and there's um, we haven't declared officially a war against Russia but Russia continues to march through Ukraine and eventually will overthrow the Ukraine government by its military force it's using strategic it's using a strategic um, 
tactical method for advancing. Now, there, th- this also uh, suggests that that uh, there's tensions between Germany and Russia, United States and Russia, and Ukraine and Russia. So, why haven't we seen more intervention? Um, it's going down to the United Nations and who how they're they're dealing with that. So if you were looking at the United Nations like the Federation and you put Spock or Nixon in charge, uh, someone like that, you could see that that there would be confusion as to what they are going to do. And and Spock calls this cowboy diplomacy referring to Nixon and Kissinger that they would go over and try to come up with a peaceful solution uh, without a military confrontation in an attempt to balance power. Well, we know balance of power doesn't work. We know with the Ukraine situation, if the U.S. would uh, intervene and and um, engage in a war with Russia, this would come to an immediate end. And But we don't see that. And so this balance of power or this cowboy diplomacy is going to fail. And what it did is it creates a power vacuum. Kirk uh, and Spock fortunately discovered the plot and they are able to stop it. But if this were if this were like the Borg where there were was a um a large um threat like uh, the use of nuclear weapons from Russia and there and other uh, countries like North Korea engaged in this conflict, then there might not be a single event that could stop uh, the the um, the Klingon expansion, and and that's where in the movie Kirk is able to single handedly stop the the Klingon expansion plot by destroying the president of the Federation by under by discovering the secret weapon. So they stopped the secret weapon, which is the uh, bird of prey that can shoot a photon torpedo uh, under cloak. They stopped that, and as a result of that, destroying the general, uh, as he sings as the dogs of war um, howl, he is uh, killed, and as a result of that plot, then there's no threat. But in real life, there is a threat and there is a problem. And so what we can learn from uh, Spock, the undiscovered country, is that balance of power fails to resolve. The Romulans, if they are like the Russian military, will continue to want to expand into Europe. And Germany and the United States will have to act to to stop uh, Russian expansion.